0: And a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as we are so blessed to be able to share this time together every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And, uh, of course, this program does re-air uh, 10 o'clock each of those nights. Uh, you can find it on the podcasts. You can watch the archive programs on our YouTube channel. You can watch live right now on YouTube, as a matter of fact, if you're uh, tuned in live. We're coming to you live video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Media. Also live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. And live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. So all those ways to watch. Of course, you can listen so many different ways uh, with all the different platforms that we use. And we thank God for this opportunity to be able to share this good news of Jesus Christ with so many people around the world, which is where we go now with all the technology that's available to us. So uh, here we go, starting another week together on this Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. Uh, I am going to share with you some of our Holy Father's Angelus message from uh, Sunday. But then I also want to share with you uh, the responsum of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith uh, to a dubium regarding the blessing of the unions of persons of the same sex. Getting a lot of press. Well, even the mainstream media is picking it up. Even Elton John is responding. (laughs) Like, who cares (laughs) what Elton John has to say about this? Let him just entertain us. And that's my attitude, my friends. I take toward any entertainer or sports figure who feels there is a... uh, a need for them to publicly make statements about these types of things. That's you know you're you're where you are, uh, Mr. John, because of your talent that God gave you, and, and uh, as an entertainer for well, probably 50 years now, just entertain us. <laughs> and if you're a sports figure, just play your game. We want to watch the game. don't want to hear your political views or anything else. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, so I'm going to share the actual document with you. Now we're not. This isn't going to be some news. Uh, source accounts. This is the actual document from the Vatican that I want to share with you, because it's important that you hear exactly what the statement said. Pope Francis approved this, um, and it states that at the end of the document, that I'll share with you later on, that the Holy Father uh, uh, granted the uh, Secretariat of the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith to uh, publicly release this, so Holy Father approves uh, and agrees so let's get to that a little later on first though we are going to pray and as always my friends i invite you to join me and all of our family from across our very wide listening and viewing areas around the world uh praying together and um uh, well you know there's just so much to pray for and uh, again i'm going to ask you please to pray for domestic church media this apostolate um just because we right now are in a very, very serious financial situation, uh, and I'll talk a little bit more in detail about that and how that came to be, um, how we're going to need to be reaching out to you to try to make some of this up. But I'll share that with you. Let's just put it in the Lord's hands. Um, We're praying the prayer of consecration for uh, the consecrating families to the Holy Family of Nazareth, And you know, this coming Friday, of course, is the Feast, the the Solemnity of uh, St. Joseph. And, of course, Holy Father Pope Francis has declared this year a year of St. Joseph. Uh, But he also, the Holy Father also said that on Friday, this coming Friday, March 19th, the Feast of St. Joseph, we're going to begin a time um, dedicated to... um, Uh, the joy of family love, and it's actually going to extend beyond the year. It's going to start this Friday, March 19th, through June of next year, 2022. Um, And it's so important that we we recognize the importance of family. And Holy Father, uh, again, has declared this starting Friday, we will have a—he's calling it a year, but it's it's more than a year uh, because it goes into June of next year—of the joy of family love uh, and the importance of family love. So what a great time to start consecrating our families to the Holy Family of Nazareth. And uh, that's why we're giving away these cards for free, uh, these prayer cards, thanks to the Knights of Columbus for uh, donating them to us. And we want to get them out to you, so I'll tell you how to do that as well. But let's pray the prayer, coming together as brothers and sisters in the Lord, and uh, we um, raise our hearts and minds together as one to the heavenly heights, as Bruce would say, to the throne of grace. And pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord Jesus, you lived in the home of Mary and Joseph in Nazareth. There you grew in age, wisdom, and grace as you prepared to fulfill your mission as our Redeemer. We entrust our family to you. O Blessed Mary, you are the mother of our Savior. At Nazareth, you cared for Jesus and nurtured him in the peace and joy of your home. We entrust our family to you. O St. Joseph, you provided a secure and loving home for Jesus and Mary and gave us a model of fatherhood while showing us the dignity of work. We entrust our family to you. Holy Family, we consecrate ourselves and our family to you. May we be completely united in a love that is lasting, faithful, and open to the gift of new life. Help us to grow in virtue, to forgive one another from our hearts, and to live in peace all our days. Keep us strong in faith, persevering in prayer, diligent in our work, and generous toward those in need. May our home, O Holy Family, truly become a domestic church where we reflect your example in our daily life. Amen. And we'll pray our prayers to St. Michael the Archangel and also our prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium Prayer. Holy Father asks us to pray these prayers every day to protect the church from the attacks of the devil, and also we're adding to protect our families from the attacks of the devil, and also to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, my friends, I thank you so very much for praying together and uh, thanking you for being a part of my day on this program coming to you on this uh, March 16th, 2021. And uh, as I said, I, again, it's I, I have to let you know what our our needs are, you know, and um, it's I don't like having to ask you for money. <laughs> but You know, sometimes we get to the point where we have to balance out everything. And and, uh, uh, the situation is this. Uh, For the past, oh, I'm going to say six or seven years, um, we have uh, been leasing some tower space here on one of our towers at the radio station and also a a separate studio uh, as a backup for a local uh, radio station, New Jersey radio station. And that contract every year uh, provided us with, obviously, some revenue. Um, But as everybody is cutting costs, this particular radio operation is cutting costs, and they uh, have terminated that contract. So we lost now this uh, monthly um, revenue that we were bringing in from the leasing and the renting of our studio space and our tower. Um, And uh, it's not any small change, I'll tell you that. (laughs) It's about thirty thousand dollars a year. So, uh, that being said, we are obviously going to start feeling the pinch. In addition to the pinch we've already been feeling, uh, you know, as I've shared with you, uh, January and I'm sorry, January and February donations have been down by about fifty percent here. And last year during the pandemic, we were short about forty-six thousand dollars for the year. So, add that on to what we already know so at bottom line is this is that we really have to uh, do something get the word out and ask you in in your uh Lenten almsgiving if you would in any way possible whatever you can do no amount is too small no amount is too great but we have to start making some of this up uh, otherwise we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start Cutting back in certain areas, and that we don't want to do that. Uh, we want to keep growing. We want to keep expanding. Keep bringing the word out to as many people as possible. Uh, I've been mentioning to you a a very special project that we're working on this year, and I, I'll tell you this: that it's a project that has already been underwritten by two um, members of the board of directors here at Domestic Church Media. So it's 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 paid for with their generosity earmarked specifically for this project, and I'll give you more detail on that as we get into the year. But that's a totally separate situation, and uh, we certainly can't take that, any of those funds that are earmarked for th- this particular um, project to pay bills and things. So anyway, we come to you. You know I've been we've been doing this together for a long time now uh, here in New Jersey on the uh, 1260 AM, we opened this station in 2008. Uh, We opened, uh, this is the 10th anniversary of 89.3 FM, WFJS. It was 10 years ago in 2011 that we opened and launched that station in May of 2011. So those of you who listened on 89.3, this is your 10th anniversary. And of course, our other two stations, Cape May and uh, Hamilton uh, stations. But, Again, bottom line is this, my friends. We are falling short, and the trend seems to be continuing. So we have to do whatever we can to make that up. I just appeal to you. I throw it out to you. Uh, I ask you to open your hearts to what the Lord may be calling you to. Um, if you can help us in any way, and especially with, if you can, those of you who can, I know there are some of you who can uh, make major gifts. What a beautiful time of our liturgical year to do that in this season of almsgiving, to allow us, through your generosity, whatever that might be, to open up these airwaves broad and wide and get the gospel message proclaimed. It has to be proclaimed. You know, we, we're we in the media. Uh, the media, the mainstream media, so much of it is is uh, so much involved in, in deception and lies and... Distortion uh, and even just immoral, just horrible things. We need media such as this to proclaim all that is good and holy. But we cannot do this without you. So I'm just throwing it out there. Again, you can go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, click on the donate now button, whatever you can do, or if you can write that check, my friends, and, and I know there are some of you who can write that big check. We need you now. We need you to do this now. Go to domesticchurchmedia.org. All of our information is there, but I'll give it to you right now. Of course, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. We are tax deductible. Your gift is tax deductible. We're tax exempt here. Um, so, what a wonderful way to thank the Lord for the gift of Catholic media by supporting us right now. Uh, you can make your check out to Domestic Church Media and send it to us here at P.O. Box 7509. That's P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. That's Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. All that information is on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. But again, I'm, I'm specifically today appealing to those of you who are in the position and have the capacity to make major gifts because we need you. We need you now. Maybe you've been putting it off or praying about it, not sure. You know what you can do. You know what you can't do. All of you. So whatever you can do, now is the time to help us because we are, as I said, um, we lost about a $30,000 lease here, uh, annual lease. That, 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 that certainly, that's Basically, a month of broadcasting, what I paid for. Uh, you know, it's about $20, $26,000 a month, $25,000 a month of broadcast. So a month and, you know, a little bit more than a month of broadca- broadcasting. So that's a big chunk to lose. So I'm just going to throw it out there, whatever you can do. Again, it's domesticchurchmedia.org or write to us here at Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509-Trenton-08628. I said it. I'll have to keep saying it, let you know where we're, where we're at. Uh, but we do need you. All right. Uh, also, again, don't forget this Friday, the Feast of San Giuseppe, uh, solemnity, major, major solemnity. Uh, we can break our Lenten fasts on that day. <laughs> so you can have meat. Um, you can have a great big festa for San Giuseppe. So uh, a beautiful day. Of course, tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day. I know many of our. Uh, dear Irish friends, and really everybody celebrates that in a special way. But let's not forget the saint (laughs) as well. Um, But this Friday, St. Joseph's Feast Day, uh, the Holy Father has said that we're going to begin in our church this year of the joy of family love. And so we have these prayer cards of consecration, consecrating our families to the Holy Family of Nazareth. Please request them. They're free. We want to send them to you for free. We'll even pay the postage. We want to get these out there. Families need to consecrate themselves to the holy family. We all need to become holy families. So go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and there's a prayer link. Just scroll your cursor over the prayer link. Uh, Menu drops down. Click on consecration prayer. Give us your name, your address, and how many you want, and we will get them out to you. They're free, and thanks to the Knights of Columbus for donating, th- donating them to us uh, to share with you. You see, this is why it's so important uh, to have this apostolate vibrantly doing what we do. We, we want to just create for you this safe haven of hope, this beacon of light in this world of darkness. Um, you know, uh, there was a, a piece last night I was watching on television— a uh, comparison being made between the cancel culture, canceling Dr. Seuss, Dumbo, Peter Pan, uh, Pepe Le Pew, uh, and all these other children's uh, books and characters that have been around for ages. And they showed an excerpt of the Grammy Awards, which I didn't watch. Who cares about that stuff? But they showed it, uh, and they said most of it was totally inappropriate for television. Uh, they showed one clip of of these two women doing these very suggestive uh, dance as horrible and saying, that's okay for our children to see, but you're going to cancel Dr. Seuss. You're going to cancel uh, cartoons. Um, and it's going to get worse. We have to stand up and speak out. We have to speak truth and and and, and live truth. And I want this Place Where you are right now, however you're listening or watching, to be that place for you, where you can come and you can rest easy. You can be sure that what you hear is going to be what you need to get home to the Lord. That's what this is all about, and that you have no worries about having it on with your children in the car or however you're listening or watching. Now today we're going to touch upon a subject that I'm going to read to you from the Vatican document uh, on the response to the dubium. Uh, On the church's uh, refusing to bless same sex unions. And I'm going to share that document with you. So a little age appropriate there, depending on you. But uh, anyway, we're just going to, but we have to get all this out. We we can't, we can no longer pretend uh, that it's not happening around us. We have to speak out, we have to speak truth. And if we don't, if the church doesn't, who will? Who's left? So we'll get to that when we come back from our break. Let me share with you, though, a little bit of Holy Father's Angelus message from this past Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Lent already, uh, Latare Sunday. The Holy Father invited us to draw near to the light of Christ and ask for his forgiveness. Um, and the Holy Father uh, Speaking of the fourth Sunday of Lent, and he says it had, that particular Sunday has such a joyous focus. The reason given in the gospel for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. This, this joyful message of salvation, this joyful, hopeful message, my friends, that we want everybody to hear. You know, that's the sad thing so many people are going to the wrong sources for their information for their news for their education for their catechesis and the bottom line in John 3:16 says it all and we heard it Sunday for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. And Holy Father Sunday said this joyful message is the heart of the Christian faith. God's love found its summit in the gift of his Son to a weak and sinful humanity. Pope Francis said in the day's gospel, Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night to inquire as to his identity. And the Holy Father said Jesus shakes Nicodemus' faith by presenting himself under three aspects— the Son of Man exalted on the cross, the Son of Man sent into the world for salvation, and that of the light, which distinguishes those who follow the truth from those who follow lies. And you see, that's where we are today. What are people following? Are they following the light, or are they following the lies? And we know that we're seeing so much deception in our culture today, so many lies being told, so many lies being accepted as truth, So many evils being accepted as good, and that's why we need this proclamation of the joy of the gospel, the light of this truth that we bring out there, and when I say we, I mean the church, and we as a, a venue through which those truths can be proclaimed to millions of people every day. People are getting their information from the wrong sources. They're going to people in fields that uh, are misleading them. Entertainers, sports figures, just do what you're paid to do. You're not paid to teach theology. You're not paid to teach any type of of, uh, catechism. You're paid to entertain and play a game. Just do that. But even beyond that, social media and the sources of information there that are so false in so many ways and so misleading. The Holy Father said the first aspect of Jesus' identity recalls the serpent which Moses lifted up in the desert to save the people from death due to snake bites. Similarly, Jesus was lifted on a cross and those who believe in him are healed of sin and live. You know, this season now we're getting close—just uh, two weeks away from the Easter Triduum, two weeks away from entering into the holiest of weeks in our liturgical calendar—to remember once again what the Son of God did for us, to redeem us, to bring us the hope of salvation, to forgive us of our sins, to take sin upon Himself, to take our sins upon himself. Everybody seems to be, not everybody because you're here, but the majority of our culture, sadly, they seem to be missing all of this. Every year they miss it, and every year they miss it more and more because they're looking in all the wrong places, looking at all the other sources of their information for their education, for their their pleasures, for their understandings, And we know we have it right here, that God so loved the world, he sent his only Son so that all who believe in him will live. The Holy Father said the second aspect, that of the Son of God, highlights God's gift of his only Son for the salvation of humanity. God desires our eternal salvation, and Jesus' mission is one of salvation for all. Sadly, today, A lot of people don't even know Jesus. They don't know who he is. They don't hear his message. How many of our young people and our children don't even know who Jesus is? Even at Christmas time, the true meaning of the season is reduced to crass commercialism. At this time of year, as we approach Easter, in many cases, our children are being taught only about a rabbit that comes by and drops off a basket of candy and eggs. <laughs> they don't understand what we're really celebrating here. It's so sad because we're losing so many people. You know, as a church, as, as Catholics, we should be very, very distraught by the continuing uh, reduction of our members, our brothers and sisters in the Lord, those who were baptized, who stopped practicing their faith, walked away from the church. And now, of course, the great fear is what's going to happen after the pandemic is over and the uh, uh, people are going to be told to come back. (laughs) You know, where are they going to go? Are they going to come back? Are they going to say, eh, I'll just, uh, I've been watching online for over a year now. I'll just keep doing that. Good enough then, good enough now. Holy Father said Jesus also described himself, Nicodemus, as the light, which opposed is opposed to the darkness. The coming of Jesus into the world leads to a choice, Pope Francis said. Whoever chooses darkness will face judgment of condemnation. Whoever chooses light will have judgment of salvation. You know, I, I, I don't think the Holy Father can get any clearer than that <laughs> as far as talking about what's going to happen in the end. Bottom line, Pope Francis said, this is an exact quote, whoever chooses darkness will face a judgment of condemnation. Whoever chooses light, Jesus, will have a judgment of salvation. Why aren't people understanding that? What's tough to understand about that? Pope Francis says, judgment i lost my place here, sorry. Judgment uh, is the result of our own free choice. Whoever practices evil seeks the darkness. Whoever seeks the truth, that is, those who practice what is good, come to the light. Again, very simple, clear-cut. And then he urged Christians to live out our Lenten journey as one directed toward the light of Christ. He said, we are called to welcome the light into our conscience, to open our hearts to God's infinite love, to his mercy full of tenderness and goodness. God, he said, always forgives our sins, when we ask him to. You know, this past weekend, I, again, I don't know how it slipped under the radar. Uh, once again, it was begun by Holy Father Pope Francis, uh, 24 hours for the Lord. Maybe because of the pandemic, people downplayed it. I don't know. But what a beautiful um, commission from Pope Francis every year, uh, the fourth weekend of Lent, to open the churches for confessions 24 hours around the clock to open the churches for adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. We don't hear a lot about that. What a great opportunity Pope Francis uh, requested to be given to the the faithful. Open Open the parish for 24 hours, offer confessions to the people. Expose the Blessed Sacrament, give them opportunity to adore the Lord in the Eucharist. That was this past weekend. Came and went. And again, maybe the pandemic uh, created a, an issue that it couldn't be done. I, but I know I went to confession Saturday. I would confession those were in the church. I went to there were confessions being heard. But this is it, my friends. This is what we need to just begin really hammering home the truth of this. You choose darkness and evil, you face a judgment of condemnation. You choose light, and choose Jesus, you face a judgment of salvation. That's why we're here. That's why we bring you these programs 24-7. Take a break. When I come back, we're going to go and share with you directly from the Vatican document. You've heard about it, read about it perhaps. The responsum of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith to a Dubium regarding the blessing of the unions of persons of the same sex. Verbatim, right here. Don't go away. More to come. Be right back.
1: The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN radio. Every single day, I get to help our listeners of the Sunrise Morning Show wake up, find out what's going on in the church and the world, and then walk with them as we all seek to grow in knowledge and love of Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. I mean, how could it get any
0: better? The Sunrise Morning Show with Anna Mitchell and Matt Swain. Heard right here on Domestic Church Media weekday mornings at 7.
2: Too often Christians walk through life as if their circumstances had the final word, as if a bad doctor report, IRS audit, or mean boss were all-powerful. We need to start thinking and living as if God is all-powerful, because He is. When Paul was in prison, waiting to be beheaded, he wrote things like, I am pressed, not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down, not destroyed. In all these things, we are more than conquerors because of Him who loved us. He knew he had the upper hand because he had God's hand. A real champion isn't someone who wins all the time, it's someone who can't be defeated, Christians are supposed to walk through life like real champions. People who face the same struggles and trials anyone else does, but unlike anyone else does. Because we saw the final score, and we know who wins. I don't know what you're facing today, but I know who has your back, so hold your head up high. Like St. Paul, you're more than a conqueror. This is Chris DeFanik from ReallifeCatholic.com on EWTN Radio. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica.
1: It's like the... The Brides, you know, 10 were very, very fervent and they had oil in their lamp and they had oil, extra oil. Here were 10 that didn't have oil in their lamps but no extra oil. Here the Bridegroom is coming and those who had just the oil in their lamp all went out. They said, give me some of your oil. And they said, hey, we can't lest we too ran out. Now, the first thought in your mind is, they're uncharitable. Why didn't they share? Right? I know what you're thinking. I thought the same thing. But see, when we die, my friends, when the bridegroom calls you and me, there's no more time to get oil. You've had five years, 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, you gotta repent. You got to go ahead of time and put oil in that lamp.
2: The people you know and trust are on EWTN.
1: Father Benedict Groeschel, Some great people have shown respect for God. Can I read you a little quotation from Albert Einstein, who many times showed a great respect for religion and was one of the great admirers of Pope Pius XII for his stand against the Holocaust during the Second World War. Einstein wrote, The fairest thing we can experience is the mysterious. It's the fundamental emotion that stands at the cradle of all true art and science a knowledge of the existence of something we can't penetrate, of the manifestations of the profoundest reason and the most radiant beauty, which are only accessible to our minds in their most elementary form. It is this knowledge and this emotion that constitute the truly religious attitude. Oh, my. So beautifully said. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. From Langhorne to Lake Como,
0: Homedale to Howell, Freehold to Fort Dix, Ringoes to Roosevelt, from Old Bridge to Oceanport,
1: Red Bank to Rocky Hill,
0: Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. All righty, we're back. Happy to have you here on this uh, March 16th, 2021. Uh, a big week. Of course, tomorrow is the Feast of St. Patrick. And we know there will be a lot of celebrations there. Just uh, remember remember the saint. <laughs> and also Friday, of course, the Solemnity of Good St. Joseph. And uh, another day to celebrate it because it is on Friday. Of course, there's dispensation um, from and eat meat. You can have. You can break your Lenten fasts and all kinds of celebrations to celebrate Saint Joseph. Um, you know, we, we haven't really haven't talked. I'm going to get to the dubi, the uh, respons, responsum, in a second on the uh, dubium regarding the blessing of the unions of persons of the same sex from the Vatican. But did did you know? And I don't know how much publicity this is getting. That New Jersey school districts must incorporate instruction on diversity and inclusion under this bill that Governor Murphy signed last week. The legislation goes into effect immediately, but calls for beginning in the 2021-2022 school year, so so September. It says the bill aims to promote and highlight diversity, including economic, gender, sexual orientation, and race. Uh, The state's education commissioner will give the state's 600-plus districts uh, sample activities and resources aimed at promoting diversity and inclusion. The measure uh, sponsors called it a natural next stop to promote diversity. Schools in New Jersey, um, again, beginning in September, they said, in, in health and physical education classes, students are taught to respect their individual and cultural differences to build healthy relationships both in and out of the classroom. The natural next step is to promote diversity, tolerance, and respect for all. These are values students will take with them long after they graduate. Uh, but it's going to include teaching gender identity beginning in kindergarten in New Jersey public schools. And all that goes with that, kindergarten. Um, I'd say one, 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 one fruit of this pandemic situation that I'm hearing about, maybe you're hearing about it too, is here in New Jersey, more than any place uh, in our other parts of our listening areas, but here in New Jersey, people are getting very frustrated with New Jersey school systems not being open. And so they're sending their children to Catholic schools because Catholic schools have been open throughout the pandemic. And uh, so Catholic school enrollment, in, in, in many cases, is going up. And the children are, once they get into the Catholic schools, they don't want to leave because of the environment. So that's a good thing. Maybe we'll even see more of that once this new school year that begins in September begins incorporating Gender identity indoctrination beginning in kindergarten. That's that's uh, it's kind of scary, you know. I mean, that is kind of scary. It is scary how they'll be indoctrinating our children, babies, basically kindergarten, first, second, third grade. They they don't they don't think about stuff like that. You know, there's that song from uh, from South Pacific, which was a Rodgers and Hammerstein, a musical from the 40s, a song called you, you, you Have to Be Taught. And the lyrics go, you have to be taught to hate. You don't learn that. Children playing with each other, they're not looking at skin color or religion or, or culture. They just play. They're, they're, they're completely oblivious to those differences. So why and why why bring these things into their into their, their, their their childhood when well, it doesn't even belong there? But we gotta, you know, gotta stay on top of that too. But let's go to, let's go to this uh, responsum of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith to a dubium regarding the blessing of the unions of persons of the same sex. Well, I'm, sure I'm gonna share it with you and read it verbatim because you know, you may have heard news accounts or uh, you know, read online excerpts or opinions, but this is from um, the Office of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. On uh, it was written on the 22nd of February, the Feast of Saint, uh, the Chair of uh, Saint Peter, um, and Holy Father Pope Francis was granted. You know, when he saw it and he he read it and um, gave his assent to publish it. So the Holy Father completely and 100% approves of what is said in this uh, document. So let me share with you what it says. In some ecclesial contexts, plans and proposals for blessings of unions of persons of the same sex are being advanced. Such projects are not infrequently motivated by a sincere desire to welcome and accompany homosexual persons, to whom are proposed paths of growth and faith, so that those who manifest a homosexual orientation can receive the assistance they need to understand and fully carry out God's will in their lives. Once again, the church always teaches that the homosexual person or the person with homosexual tendencies, that the church can guide them and lead them in proposed paths, as they say, of growth and faith so that they can receive the assistance they need from Mother Church to understand and fully carry out God's will in their lives. There's no rejection. There's no pushing away. There's a welcoming of the person. The document says, On such paths, listening to the Word of God, prayer, participation in ecclesial liturgical actions, and the exercise of charity can play an important role in sustaining the commitment to read one's own history and to adhere with freedom and responsibility to one's baptismal call. Because God loves every person, and the Church does the same, rejecting all unjust discrimination. So, again, just reiterating what the Church teaches, what we believe, that on leading these individuals, homosexuals, people with homosexual tendencies, leading them on proposed paths of growth in faith that include, of course, listening to God's Word, prayer, participating in liturgy, and exercising charity toward them, the person, okay? But it goes on to say now, This is from the document. Among the liturgical actions of the Church, the sacramentals have a singular importance. These are sacred signs that resemble the sacraments. They signify effects, particularly of a spiritual kind, which are obtained through the Church's intercession. By them, men are disposed to receive the chief effect of the sacraments and various occasions of life are sanctified. The Catechism of the Catholic Church specifies, then, that sacramentals do not confer the grace of the Holy Spirit in the way that the sacraments do, but by the Church's prayer, they prepare us to receive grace and dispose us to cooperate with it. So the sacramentals prepare us to receive uh, the grace. They don't have the... uh, They don't confer the grace of the Holy Spirit in the same way that the actual sacrament does. But by the Church's prayer, the sacramentals will prepare us to receive grace and dispose us to cooperate with it. And the document continues. Blessings belong to the category of the sacramentals, whereby the Church calls us to praise God, encourages us to implore his protection and exhorts us to seek his mercy by our holiness of life. In addition, they have been established as a kind of imitation of the sacraments. Blessings are signs, above all, of spiritual effects that are achieved through the church's intercession. So, blessings are considered sacramentals. Sacramentals prepare us to receive the grace, and dispose us to cooperate with the grace that we receive in the sacraments. Consequently, and again, I'm reading from this uh, document from the Vatican that you've heard about, read about, been talked about, this uh, responsum of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, regarding the blessing of persons' uh, unions of persons of the same sex. Consequently, the document says, in order to conform with the nature of the of sacramentals when a blessing is invoked on particular human relationships, in addition to the right intention of those who participate, it is necessary that what is blessed be objectively and positively ordered to receive and express grace according to the designs of God inscribed in creation and fully revealed by Christ the Lord. Therefore, only those realities which are in themselves ordered to serve those ends are congruent with the essence of the blessing imparted by the church. So, again, in order to conform with what what the document says is the nature of sacramentals, that is, to prepare us to be open to receive the grace of the sacraments, when a blessing is invoked on particular human relationships, in addition to the right intention of those who participate, it's necessary that what is blessed be objectively and positively ordered to receive and express grace according to the designs of God. For this reason, the document says, for this reason, it is not licit to impart a blessing on relationships or partnerships, even stable, that involve sexual activity outside of marriage, and then they say, outside the indissoluble union of a man and a woman open in itself to the transmission of life. Marriage. There's the definition. Indissoluble union of a man and a woman open in itself to the transmission of life. No matter what the Supreme Court said or defined, no matter what anybody else decides is a redefinition of marriage. This is the definition. Has been, from the beginning, the indissoluble union of a man and a woman open in itself to the transmission of life. That's it. So, again, for the reasons that the document Uh, defined prior to this paragraph regarding what a blessing is as a sacramental. A sacramental prepares us to be open, to receive the grace, to be received from the sacrament. It is not licit to impart a blessing on relationships or partnerships, even stable ones, that involve sexual activity outside of marriage. So the same would be said if a couple... A man and a woman who are cohabitating, living together, and are involved in sexual activity, the church cannot bless that union. But this document specifically addresses same sex unions. Once again, it is not licit to impart and I'm reading right from the document, it is not licit to uh, impart a blessing on relationships or partnerships, even stable, that involve sexual activity outside of marriage, outside of the undesirable union of a man and a woman open in itself to the transmission of life, as is the case of the unions between persons of the same sex. The presence in such relationships of positive elements, which are themselves to be valued and appreciated, cannot justify that these relationships render them legitimate objects of an ecclesial blessing, since the positive elements exist within the context of a union not ordered by the Creator's plan. Furthermore, since blessings on persons are in relationship with the sacraments, the blessing of a homosexual union cannot be considered licit. Okay? The bless- blessings on persons... I'm sorry, since blessings on persons are in relationship with the sacraments, the blessing of a homosexual union cannot be considered licit. This is because they would uh, constitute a certain imitation or analog of the nuptial blessing invoked on the man and woman united in the sacrament of matrimony, while in fact there are absolutely no grounds for considering homosexual unions to be in any way similar or even remotely analogous, to God's plan for marriage and family. The declaration of the unlawfulness of blessings of unions between persons of the same sex is not, therefore, and is not intended to be a form of unjust discrimination, but rather a reminder of the truth of the liturgical rite and of the very nature of the sacraments as the Church understands them. The Christian community and its pastors are called to welcome with respect and sensitivity persons with homosexual inclinations and will know how to find the most appropriate ways consistent with church teaching to proclaim to them the gospel in its fullness. At the same time, they should recognize the genuine nearness of the church, which prays for them, accompanies them and shares their journey of Christian faith and receive the teachings with sincere openness." The answer to the proposed dubium does not preclude the blessings given to individual persons with homosexual inclinations. So if a homosexual person, a person with those inclinations, not acting on them, but in a a, uh, chaste lifestyle, even though he or she has these homosexual inclinations, yes, they can receive a blessing, certainly, absolutely. because they manifest the will to live in fidelity to the revealed plans of God as proposed by church and teacher. Rather, it declares illicit any form of blessings that tend to acknowledge their unions as such. In in this case, in fact, the blessing would manifest not the intention to entrust such individual persons to the protection and help of God in the sense mentioned above, but to approve and encourage a choice and a way of life that cannot be recognized as objectively ordered to the revealed plans of God. At the same time, the Church recalls that God himself never ceases to bless each of his pilgrim children in this world, because for him we are more important to God than all of the sins that we can commit. But he does not and cannot bless sin again the differentiation here is love the sinner hate the sin you've heard that but this is this is what it is saying that the church recalls that god himself never ceases to bless each of his pilgrim children in this world god loves all of his children it's hard for us sometimes to to even fathom that considering some of The most heinous individuals who have walked this earth, still created by Almighty God, still loved by God. But as this document says, the church recalling that God himself never ceases to bless each of his pilgrim children in this world because for him we are more important to God than all of the sins that we can commit. But he does not. And cannot bless sin. He blesses sinful man so that he may recognize that he is part of his plan of love and allow himself to be changed by him. He, in fact, takes us as we are, but never leaves us as we are. And then it concludes, For the the above-mentioned reasons the Church does not have and cannot have the power to bless unions of persons of the same sex in the sense intended above. That's it. And then it goes on to say, the sovereign pontiff Francis, at the audience granted to the undersigned secretary of this congregation, was informed and gave his assent to the publication of the above-mentioned responsum ad dubium, with the annexed uh, explanatory. note. there's notes here, too. Um, but the Holy Father, obviously... Agreed, totally, 100%. Yes, publish it. That's the church's teaching. So you hear a lot of pushback, especially from mainstream media and people who really don't matter <laughs> what their opinion is. Uh, sports figures, perhaps, or more so entertainers in this case. You know, if this is and has always been church teaching. The church didn't make it up, though. The church goes to the Word of God about these types of relationships, just as the church condemns the act of adultery, just as the church condemns uh, fornication. Uh, These are uh, people who are involved in sexual activity outside the bond of marriage, marriage being the indissoluble union between one woman and one man open to the transmission of human life. (laughs) That's never changed. Pope Francis 100% approves this and agrees with everything said in this document. Wouldn't have been released if he didn't approve it. So, yes, God cannot bless sin He can bless the sinful man or woman, he can bless the individual sinner, but he will not bless the sin. And for that reason, the Church does not have and cannot have the power to bless unions of persons of the same sex, because persons of the same sex in this union, no matter what uh, the law says the legal you know, worldly law says marriage is the indissoluble union between one woman and one man open to the transmission of life so that's the that's the that's the document you heard about it read about it I just read it to you word for word that's the truth all right I have to go uh, let's see who's up no Crest is up next And, of course, Catholic Answers. And uh, God willing, I'll be back tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day. Have a great rest of your day, my friends. Thanks for being with me today. Please support us. We need you now, oh, more than ever in a long time. Domesticchurchmedia.org. Check it out and donate now. We really would need your help. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you and God love you.